Welcome to episode 119 of Sports Clicks and Politics, a remote edition, a non-live episode, and Mr. Hughesong, are you celebrating a repeal day edition of Sports Clicks and Politics? Where are you again? I'm visiting the lovely lovely state of Ron DeSanctimonious down in sunny Florida. And is it sunny? It is beautifully sunny. Oh, that's nice. Will you be giving us a uh, an ability to, I don't know, uh, give us a taste of the sunny weather? It looks like there's a window behind you, no? Yeah, yeah, it's right out here. Same, I'm, I'm out on the back porch right oh, now. Oh, yeah, there it is. Nice. These blue skies and sunshine. And look at you. I, I made you just mess up the camera. And I told you to... You, after all the work <laughs> you just did to get me situated sorry. perfectly, you make me screw it up right now. Right. Yes, no, sorry. Well, so anyway, you guys, uh, th- this will not be a live edition. So anybody who's uh, hearing this for the first time or seeing this for the first time, I should say, on the video, know that this is pre-recorded. Uh, we started here after some technical uh, situations at about 11.42 a.m. So if a meteor hits sometime in the next two hours after the show ends, then you know we didn't... We weren't around to cover it because uh, we were. It was uh, pre-recorded. So, with that, uh, please leave the show a rate and review if you're listening at home. I'll give you guys a shout out first, all you audio listeners at home. And then, if you are at home watching this, uh, either on YouTube, Rumble, or wherever we may be, uh, please leave us a uh, 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 or share this video, like this video, and uh, subscribe to the channel. Um, and I, you know, real quickly, not trying to go into too much here, but. Uh, Hopefully soon on Twitter, Mr. Hughesong. It seems like, though, that might be in our future. I know we did it for the election day, but I think that that's going to be part of our broadcast future if your boy Elon gets his way. So, um, anyway, I, I don't want to say how's your weekend because you're in Florida, so I already know how that is. Uh, but how is your, you know, what was the trip down there like? What Are you, are you uh, down there for uh, rest and relaxation, or are you, are you doing some work? Uh, a little column A, a little column B. We did come down after we shut down the ice cream shop for a couple of weeks. So we drove down um, Monday afternoon right after the show. And we went to the Lake Caverns in Virginia, which was absolutely incredible. I highly recommend you see it. Like 170 people around incredibly beautiful caverns that have been formed there. Uh, that same day, we drove over to Monticello, the home of Thomas Jefferson. Go check that out for a few hours, which was also exceptionally beautiful, and I highly recommend it to everybody. Kids had a blast looking around and seeing all that stuff. Drove down to Savannah, Georgia from there. We were planning on spending like most of the morning sightseeing in Savannah. But it was raining, and then we found out when we went to Duck Donuts that there was an active shooter in a nearby school, so we decided to... High town out of Savannah, Savannah instead of going six blocks, blocks away from that. that. Wait, you didn't think apprehending an active shooter was part of a Hughesong weekend? I mean, I mean with my children, with me, obviously, obviously the thought, thought crossed my mind. I mean, this is a homeschooling moment, Mr. Hughesong. This should be a homeschooling moment where active citizenry exactly. is uh, on display. That's all I'm saying. Go ahead. Sorry. Somebody did it, and apparently this is a trend. 
where people call these things in, even though it's just a hoax. So it turned out to be a hoax, thank God. So it turned out to be nothing. But during that time, we drove down to Jacksonville, Florida, had lunch at a, a local brewery there, the um, Blaming Barley, I think it was, which was excellent, and then finished the ride to Tampa, got in Wednesday evening, and have been here ever since. It's been wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned Savannah and Jacksonville. So when we go to Florida, and we'll be doing this again in February, uh, those are the two cities we always eyeball on the way down, obviously for convenience reasons, uh, being close to 95 there. Uh, but I have never, I have yet to stop in Savannah. Like that's one of the places, you know, I've heard great things, um, but have never actually uh, done anything where I'm kind of getting to absorb the Savannah-ness of uh, Savannah, I guess. But um, I've been to Jacksonville. Eh, it's okay. But I mean, it's better than, you know, when I'm going to Florida, it's great to finally get into Jacksonville. I promise you. Um, and hey, I, I, if you're in Virginia on the way back, do you end up ever go through Fredericksburg? Not this trip. No, I think we've gone through it previously. So I will, after you're done here with talking to me, go to my Facebook page and get more of me and watch the video that I shared this morning. Uh, so there's a restaurant, and I, I maybe have mentioned this to you in the past, uh, Gormelts. It's in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And they were the restaurant that I purposely stopped at because they were not enforcing the mask mandate on the way down. Uh, I think I was going to North Carolina at the time, back in uh, April or May of 2021. So great. Well, anyway, the uh, liquor authority of Virginia, he, 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 you know, that whole thing, he had basically had his liquor license suspended. And I know we're getting off track here, but I think this is important. So Gormelts is the name of this restaurant. So please look them up. They are uh, somebody who I would avidly encourage you to support was not enforcing any of the COVID mandates that Virginia state law had, had, had done basically. So they had their liquor license suspended, but the, I think they call it the ABC, whatever that, you know, whatever the Virginia version of the liquor authority is, uh, basically said, we're not going to enforce this while you appeal. Right. So they kind of, I don't know, basically said, we're not going to enforce this. We're suspending the suspension of your liquor license while you appeal this. So anyway, in November of this year, the appeal was finally ruled against him. And they came in and dozen state trooper liquor authority folks, because he just kept selling alcohol anyway, and basically did not comply like a freaking badass. And then just kept selling it. They came in and they just took all of his stuff. He recorded it. So that's what I shared this morning. So I would encourage you and all others to uh, uh, support Gormelts as the owner is now running for state Senate, which is also a, uh, something I think I could get behind there just for pure principle sake. I don't know anything about the dude other than I want to go work for him at some point in my life, just because I go volunteer my services. Um, but anyway, so I know we got sidetracked there, but a COVID thing, and obviously we just made the show a lot longer, but support Gormelts, I promise you. And, uh, look up that, uh, you can uh, find them on, I think, oh, damn, forgot the owner's name, Matt now. Um, uh, but he's running for, uh, uh, I think state Senate in uh, Virginia. So uh, if you Matt for VA is his uh, Twitter handle. So go hang him out, hang out with him there. So what about your, did your travel uh, thing mess up with your uh, uh, NFL uh, viewership this weekend? It did not. I actually watched more football this weekend than I have in months. That's because you're not working on freaking four season rooms or uh, rabbits or chickens. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> so uh, obviously exactly the Bills correct. played. Nothing nothing to do. Yeah, Bills played Thursday, but uh, any hot takes with the uh, uh, some of the NFL games around? Uh, you know, I talk about the Cowboys' big win. Uh, 
I don't know. Chiefs, Joe Burrow, 3-0 and versus Pat Mahomes. Is that a, a thing? I don't know. What's your, what were your, what were your uh, takeaways anyway from the NFL? To, yeah, go ahead. Joe Burrow appears to own Patrick Mahomes. Josh, Josh Allen, Allen appears, appears to, to own, own Bill Belichick. Belichick. And Aaron Rodgers still owns the entire city of Chicago. <laughs> Three hot takes. I kind of agree with all those, actually. <laughs> you might as well make it mayor. So I, I, I'm trying to look through here. None, none of these... I mean, the Chiefs Charger. I mean, the Chiefs Bengals game was kind of like the one game that I had circled. I'm like, oh, I know this is going to uh, turn out. And then the Dolphins. I wanted to see what they looked like going against the Niners. Niners lost Garoppolo. They lose him for the year. I didn't look. I didn't follow up with there. It looked like I, I saw they saw, signed some backup quarterback. So I'm, I'm assuming it's not good. He, he is, is done, done for, for the season. season. All righty. Well, good thing they got Christian McCaffrey. Nah. I guess. Does yeah, that change? Christian McCaffrey just became, became the most valuable. valuable Fantasy football player in the league. Where's guys like Philip Rivers hang out? It seems like a, I don't know about an obvious choice because I don't know about the system fit and whatnot, but he could definitely throw the ball around, probably get it better than whoever else they got out there. But at least some low scoring games here. Ravens, Broncos, 10 9. Solid. Yeah, I don't know. The, uh, Eagles still look really good. I got to say that. I watch a lot of the Eagles game. Um, Jalen Hurts looks legit, like top five kind of quarterback legit. Are they? If you if you're if you're the Bills, you're in the Super Bowl. You've done your duty. You've gotten past the Joe Burrow and the Patrick Mahomes and the Tua's of the world, and you're sitting in the Super Bowl. You don't want to see the Eagles, do you? I I mean the Vikings are the no, that's are, just a very complete team. They're really good. I. I I think I would take anybody anybody else other than the Eagles. I would take – I don't think anybody else in the NFC could actually win. Maybe the Cowboys if they get hot, but their defense is def, – Cowboys defense is legit. I don't know. I don't really have any hot takes. Steelers won. They're uh, going to try to keep Tomlin's record of uh, never having a losing season intact. That's okay. Hey. Yeah, it was kind of a ho hum, uh, ho hum week in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, there was no huge surprises. The Giants and the, the Giants and the Commanders' time was unusual, but it, it happens. Unusual, but expected. Yeah, I guess that's the best way of saying it. It's not surprising that they died. And the Chiefs losing to the Bengals is sort of becoming a story at this point. It's three and zero for Joe Burrow. Um. And that's, and that's kind, kind of a big, big deal because, because the Bengals, Bengals don't, don't seem to own any other team, team and the Chiefs seem to own every other team. team. Yeah. Well, hopefully the uh, you guys, uh, as Bills fans, can just hope they meet each other before they get to you guys. From your, your mouth to God's, God's ears, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's switch gears and update on a story that we covered. I think it was last week. Maybe it was a week before. I can't remember now. Everything is such a crazy time of life. Um our not-so-favorite handbag company, Balenciaga. Can I get an update on this, Mr. Hughesong? Check this out. So remember we had talked about this, uh, whatever it was, that uh, Balenciaga was actually going to sue the designer, design company or whatnot that was uh, 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 who set up the disgusting child 
focused uh, sales uh, with BDSM bondage bears or whatever drops fashion house drops $25 million lawsuit that blamed the production company for a twisted child bondage shoot and allows creative director Demna to keep his job. So there goes that they're just, they just dropped it all. Basically it, this article, this is uh, in from the uh, daily mail basically cites public pressure from high profile Sponsors of Balenciaga as reason to undo this lawsuit seems mind-bogglingly backwards <laughs> to me. Um, but I feel like the in hindsight, the twenty-five million seems to be just a PR ploy, to, a distraction to make it look like they were doing something when, in full, well, they knew that they were part of the game anyway and probably weren't going to win this lawsuit. I don't know. I just wanted to touch on this because this was one of the stories that I actually talked about was that they were instituting this lawsuit and now they are not Mr. Hugh song. So any takes on the fact that Balenciaga has not did, has decided not to pursue uh, this litigation and uh, is this going to move on? Like nothing happened. Yep. Yep. It is. This feels an awful lot like when the Pentagon investigated itself for that drone bombing of the innocent aid workers. Uh, the, 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 they actually they covered, covered up and tried to claim was a successful terrorist cell that they, they hit. And then, and then got, got found, found out, out all right, fine, fine, we'll investigate it. Somebody's, somebody's going to pay for this. Heads will roll. roll. And then they came back and said, well, nobody made any mistakes. Everything's followed. Everybody did everything right. Sorry. This, this, this feels, feels like, like that. Like, this, like, this is like there's, there's no plausible way that there should be no accountability, and yet that's exactly what's going to happen. Is there's there's going to be zero accountability. Everybody's going to move on, and in about six months, if you bring it out, out people, or excuse me, if you bring it, bring it up, up, people will roll their eyes at you and tell you that you're just a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. It's... Wash, rinse, repeat. This is probably the sanest story that Balenciaga was involved with because we're going to get to Kanye later in the show with that crazy man, but he's been rocking Balenciaga stuff every time he shows on this media tour. So this is, I don't know, probably good news, or Balenciaga is probably happy he's got some extra distraction, but cra- crazy that this is out in the open so obviously and that, again, nothing is going to happen. I, people always they always ask me, what, what do you think is going to happen? I'm like, nothing ever happens. Nothing ever happens. I don't for all of it, I don't, the Hunter Biden laptop, we'll get into that later, the Jeffrey Epstein, the Balenciaga, nothing ever happens. Nothing. We just deal with it, and we just move on, like, just store it away, like, hey, this is something else like this is going to happen again, and nobody's going to get punished for it, and nothing's going to happen, nothing's going to change, and here we are. I don't know, it's crazy. Speaking of that, let's move on to uh, something else that never happened, but maybe this is something happened, Mr. Hughesong. So, we we talked about how... Donald Trump was being sued for rape uh, by a former, uh, I think it was a reporter, fashion person, I don't know, in some dress, in a, re- a restroom at uh, uh, some department store, I think it was. A second person is using New York's new Adult Survivors Act, Leon Black. What was this, Apollo guy, right? Is that what he was? I forgot what he even ran anymore. Anyway, Leon Black, one of the richest dudes in the world, being sued... For a, and I'm going to read the headline here, bombshell lawsuit accuses Leon Black of brutal rape in Epstein Mansion. So, I don't know if this is, again, this is, we have, a, there's a year window in this New York state law. New York, man, if, if people start going down for this, people are going to take, 
that, that law is not going to make it through the year. But anyway, so right now the way it works, victims have, adult victims that is, this is basically mirroring a, a child uh, survivors act that was basically for crimes that were past statute of limitations and they were going to give this window for, and this is, uh, in this act, it was adults who have been uh, 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 victims of a, a sexual assault in, in, in any way. This gives them a, I think it's a year-long window that allows them to kind of seek retribution, right? And so here we had the Donald Trump one, and now we have a Leon Black. Uh, and if you guys don't know, I feel like it's probably in this article here. Leon Black is given hundreds of millions of dollars to Jeffrey Epstein for apparently no reason at all, just for being charming. So um, I don't want to be optimistic that this is going to bring out, or this law in a sense is going to bring out some of the true discussingness of this story, but I don't want to ignore it either. So I don't know. Do you have any hot takes on uh, Leon Black being sued in connection with uh, Jeffrey Epstein? You're muted. Uh, no, I don't uh, have any hot takes. No, uh, I don't have the. What's that? Go ahead. I think, I think the other overwhelmingly that he did it. Did it. Uh, I, I think, think that it's probably a good basis in reality. I'm reality. very excited I'm to see very the lawsuit was filed. But I hope that if, in, in fact, fact, he is guilty, that he's held accountable. You hit the nail on the head. If they do start getting people close to Epstein with this, then they're going to take the law away. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Just to watch it all unfold and see if that actually does happen. So. I don't know. Like I said, I, I fi- we talked about the Trump one. I figured I'd bring this one up too, and obviously it touches on some Epstein stuff that we've talked about in the past. So, figured we'd do a quick quick update. And uh, I don't. Again, I, I'll keep an eye on it on that trial, and we'll see what happens. But uh, I did get a, a there was a uh, opening. So in the in the courtroom today, speaking of Epstein, the uh, we mentioned that there were some victims suing some banks, J.P. Morgan, for example. Uh, Deutsche Bank. So today there was some kind of preliminary something in the Southern District where a couple of the lawyers uh, were in in there. So there should be some updates coming on that lawsuit here pretty quickly too. So I don't know. We'll keep an eye on the Epstein lawsuits here or any of the uh, fallout from this new uh, New York State law here. Especially again, you know that that mansion. I'm sure this is not the only thing that happened in that mansion. And so if there's a window of opportunity for these victims to kind of claw back some of that damages this this is it so maybe we'll see something i don't know let's talk about another story that we talked about let's update another story that we talked about here in the over the past weeks craziness of ftx and the collapse of ftx and sam bankman freed and all the nonsense that goes along with there so i i I don't think we talked about this specifically though but did you happen to watch any of the interview from that deal book thing for the new york times thing no i didn't watch any of it it was terrible just for the record i mean it was I, I think I sent you the link to the Good Morning America interview with George Stephanopoulos. Basically, at least that dude had had Bankman Freed cornered. He probably admitted to committing crimes in that interview. And I guess credit to George Stephanopoulos for getting there. But he he knew that the problem, the illegality of the commingling of funds between FDX and Alameda was the biggest story of the whole thing and how they can, if they can show that it was known to be going and it seems like they've been knowing from the beginning that that was the case and to again to uh, Stephanopoulos's credit he he questioned Bankman Freed and he, he he got to the point where he said unknowingly or not knowingly but 
he, he looked cooked, man. I, you know, I guess he's been going on these interviews, St. Bankman Free, that is, um, against his the wishes of his lawyers and advice of his lawyers. And I think he's doing damage to himself. I think he, I think I, I didn't follow up on this because I saw it just before we were going to record that he may have declined the uh, invitation. I don't know if it was required or not to the to testify in front of Maxine Waters, his girl there in the, uh, the Senate Finance Committee or something there. So he, I don't know, he, he may have finally listened to his lawyers at the wrong time, but uh, I don't know. I, did you watch that Stephanopoulos interview at all? Uh, no, I didn't get a chance to watch all. No, I didn't get a chance to watch all. I only saw bits and pieces. But Sam Bankman-Fried, the more that I'm watching him, the more I'm coming to the conclusion that he's just just he believes his own legend. Like he believes he is what they built him to be. So he's like, no, 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 I can handle these reporters. And whoever's handling him has got to be sitting here. No, please, for the love of God, just don't. Don't do it, you dumbass. Don't do it, you dumbass. Just stop talking because you're going to get yourself in prison. And the more that they dig, the more they're going to find. There's plenty more to find here. Plenty more to find here. Yeah, like I said, it's uh, he's definitely not doing himself any good out on the circuit. <laughs> it seems like a bad idea. Um, so, again, that's a story that we will definitely uh, keep an eye on. But the fact that uh, – um, uh, let me show you this one. I think this was the article I brought up. Oh, no, here it is. Sorry. But this is – I don't think I sent you this article here. And – this is kind of what I wanted to touch on with, uh, in regards to Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX. So uh, this is in, uh, let me read this headline here. Congress members tried to stop SEC's inquiry into FTX. The Blockchain 8, which is a uh, bipartisan group of uh, small little caucus of congressmen, Congress critters. The Blockchain 8 wrote a bipartisan letter in March attempting to chill the SEC's information request to crypto firms. FTX was one of those firms. So there's, I don't know if it's four and four, but there's these eight congressmen who uh, make up uh, this uh, eight uh, group uh, committee here. And they all receive money from FTX. They all, you know, among others. And it seems as though they were trying to at least slow down the SEC looking into them. I'm trying not to give the SEC too much credit here, but... uh, Maybe this just creates plausible deniability on their part. I don't know. But it seems as though St. Bankman-Fried had uh, weaseled his way into more than just... I mean, listen, we, we, I, we know how much money he's been given to, to, to uh, Democrat can- campaigns, but apparently he had worked his way into enough Republicans anyway to uh, have some influence and to make sure that FTX was at least uh, attempted to stay out of the mud. This seems like bad. I, you know, I want to give... I want to give credit to some of these congressmen for, like, being, you know, forward-thinking and adopting crypto, but this is exactly the opposite of that. This is, this is just being bought. They probably, you know, this is just literally just playing politics. Yeah, yeah this, this is just sad. This, this is, but, hey, listen, I think if anything is going to legitimize cryptocurrency in the mind of the general public, it's once you start buying corrupt politicians... People, People just, just think, think you're legit. legit. I mean, it works <laughs> in the insurance industry, the banking industry, the funeral home industry, the agricultural industry, the meat processing industry, the defense industry. I mean, what the hell? It's just this is part of the American dream. Yeah, well, I guess if you don't have those connections, who are you? I don't know. This is all, like I said, I, I, this is definitely not going to be the last that we've heard of FTX, but I'll, I don't know. I'll, <laughs> I'm sure there'll be more that we'll get to cover. I forgot. Go ahead. Yeah. 
the, farm, farm, the pharmaceutical industry as well. What? You've gone too far now. What you're doing is, so long as you've got enough congressmen and senators on the take. All right. So let me let me share with. Let's go next on to. This might have been the most shocking headline that, for me, I just would not have. I would never have expected what actually came of this headline. And so, and so everybody, and so I can get everybody at home caught up to speed. And uh, I want to get the uh, video caught up to my audio here. So let's move on here. New York Times. European news outlets call on the U.S. to drop charges against Assange. So we've covered this a few times here on the show. Julian Assange basically being held prisoner for publishing the news and basically showing uh, the United States and the military industrial complex to be nefarious actors and to cover up when they cover up their nefarious actions, even if bad with good intentions or bad intentions, anything that he basically have exposed them. It seems as though, and again, we are waiting the, he's being held in the, in uh, like the Ecuadorian assembly or the, uh, 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 what do you call it? I'm losing my mind now. Um, embassy. And basically has uh, uh, used up all of his legal challenges here or there in the, uh, uh, uh United Kingdom and is basically just waiting extradition to the United States to be tried here on basically espionage act charges. Uh, I don't know if you saw that during the uh, Elon uh, live spaces, Kim.com, a big crypto guy and internet guy, uh, very popular. I think he's in like New Zealand or something. Uh, But anyway, so he got Elon to run a poll about Edward Snowden and Julian Assange to see if he thought the, uh, those should be basically pardoned. Last time I checked with like 3 million votes, it was 80-20 yes. So the people have spoken. Let's go. But anyway, I, I'm stunned that the New York Times actually put out that this was a threat. To, I mean, listen, in fairness, they published the news that Julian Assange, exactly the same stuff that Julian Assange published. And if Julian Assange is in prison for it and going to be char- charged on the Espionage Act, Espionage Act who... And the New York Times is not going to. It's the, they he published the same thing. So I don't know. Did you see this? Were you uh, at least pleasantly surprised by this uh, revelation here in the uh, the the world's newspaper or whatever they call it? Uh, pleasantly shocked, shocked would probably be a better way of saying it. But they finally came out. It is an act of self-interest, which is what was so confusing for all these past years when they, when they wouldn't say that. that. And, and now, now all of a sudden, sudden they're, they're finally doing, doing it. it. Yeah, I, it, listen. It's, I, it's just, just crazy. crazy. I who's who's? I mean, who's going to make the decision? I mean, Biden's not making any decisions, right? So, like, who would they have to actually influence to to get this pardon? I mean, listen. If if I was a Joe Biden camp and I wanted to try to win back some freaking good graces with the people, this is one of the things that I would be jumping on. I don't. I mean, obviously, he's at risk because. <laughs> Who knows what freaking Julian Assange is going to release on Joe Biden. But anyway, the idea that the press, Julian Assange, is not being held to the same kind of standards and that somehow he is uh, held to some, again, some antiquated espionage act is has been mind-boggling from the beginning. And to your point, the fact that mainstream media companies and 
uh, outlets who published the very same information used WikiLeaks as the source. Like that, they were. I mean, it was them who published the, the material. Would be under the subjected to the same type of uh, uh, potential punishment from the U.S. government, which is obviously not great for free speech and uh, a free press by any means. It's crazy. <laughs> More journalists, more journalists and the more, and the more newspapers, newspapers that come, that out, come against out against this ridiculous, ridiculous use of the, of the espionage act better is for everybody. everybody. Uh, I think I might have one more news story that I don't know if I brought this to your attention or not or if you're aware of this, but um, oh, here it is. Did you know, Mr. Hughesong, Rumble has sued the New York State has sued New York State uh, for their new social media law? Basically, I don't know if you saw New York passed this, you know, uh, ways for platforms that they're they, they're the uh, protocols if you will for social media platforms on how they're supposed to uh, publish or respond to hate speech and uh, incitements of violence and all this stuff so New York State passed this law basically saying hey if you're gonna you know operate in New York State you have to abide by all this stuff and Rumble has sued them so I'm really looking forward to seeing how this works out um, the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression, otherwise known as FIRE, has also uh, um, helped with this case. So I wanted to bring this up because it kind of touches home here since we're in the New York State and we're on Rumble, uh, that the Rumble is uh, going after the New York State new social media law, whatever they want to freaking call it. But I'm, I was happy to see this, so I wanted to kind of bring that to your attention. I don't know if you had saw that or not. No, I haven't no, seen, seen it. I'm not familiar with it. But again, but again I'm, I'm, I'm on board. board. Yeah. It's cr- I mean, New York State, obviously, <laughs> is everything. They literally are trying to just strip away the Constitution wherever they can and then just fight it out in the courts, which is nobody sees. I mean, I hope people see it. What, what? They don't, but it's crazy. New York, New York, New York's New York's brutal, brutal because, because all they want to do is strip away your individual, individual rights and act as if because they're a state, they have, they have the right to do whatever, whatever they, want. they want. Which don't get me wrong, the state's, 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 state's power should exceed that of the federal government when they're not in direct conflict. But that doesn't mean you get to trump the individual rights guaranteed to every American citizen. And so for some reason, New York State is very reminiscent of the Jim Crow South thinking state rights trump all. That didn't work out the last time that was made, and it shouldn't work out this time. This it's not, it's not the greater good. Greater good. The, right the right of the individual, individual should trump, trump everything, everything else. else. Yeah. So, and again, this is completely sidetracked because I didn't, but you as a New York State business owner, did you get the uh, memo that the uh, interest on all of your unemployment insurance uh, is due by, is uh, your responsibility to pay back now instead of everywhere else in the country except for New York State apparently it was one of the, one of the, one of only couple states, if not the only state who didn't pay the interest on the unemployment for the federal government uh, unemployment during COVID, and now it's being passed on to the business owner. So expect a nice little uh, chunk of, uh, or a st- something in your uh, uh, IRS bill. I would love to tell I would you love I'm to tell you I'm surprised at all by that, that statement, but I've been dealing but with New York, New York State for entirely too long. All right. Let's, let's move on to some craziness here. So um, before we move on to the last two stories... Kanye's media tour and the Twitter files, crazy stories that they are. Let's uh, remind the folks at home to, again, please rate and uh, leave us a five-star rate and review if you're listening at home on the audio version. And uh, like the video, share the video, and subscribe to the channel if you are at home on the video channels, either Rumble, YouTube, or wherever you may be uh, listening to us or watching us. Uh, it's very much appreciated, and it does help us out 
get the show discovered and uh, um, get some of our crazy news ideas out there. So let's move on to the craziest hey, of all. I do apologize. Hey, I do apologize. I'm, some audio, some audio, audio, audio. I'm having some video issues. So I yeah, we can tell. the screenshot of my kids on a Navy ship. Yeah, we just got a blue screen right now, so you're good. But but it's Perfect. it's definitely Perfect. noticeable anyway. I mean, we're we're in a we we can hear you just great, so we're good. Um, okay. Oh, that works. That works. All right. So two things. I I didn't know that I was actually going to bring up and talk about the Kanye stuff because honestly the the initial reaction on on the Timcast IRL was obviously very anticlimactic. Uh, but I was just going to bring it up that he was making kind of a public tour until the Alex Jones thing's on. But first things first. Chronological order, I guess. So he kind of has been going on other stuff, too. And I, I, I watched the Lex Friedman interview. It was, I thought it was bonkers, honestly, there. And Lex was, you know, trying to maintain some kind of, I don't know. Like, he, he, he it doesn't say he lost control, but it was, there was nothing being, being absorbed there. They were talking in circles, I felt like. So, um... Then he was on Pierce Morgan. I didn't see any of that interview, so who knows what that was. But then he ends up on Timcast. I'm like, all right, I watch Timcast on a pretty regular. Let me see what this is all about. He's bringing in these crazy other guys, Milo and Nick Fuentes, uh, known provocateurs, to say the, the at least. Uh, they make it basically a full, I don't know, 25 minutes of live uh, on the Timcast before Kanye walks out because... Tim basically says they is the corporate media and not some Jewish cabal, and somehow that is uh, enough to uh, get under Kanye's Ye's skin, and uh, he walks off. Fuentes and, and Milo follow off. They jet out of there and see ya, right? They just catch a plane to California. Um, and that wasn't such a big story, other than just, I was like, okay, that's interesting that this all happened, but I don't know that it would have been on the show until he ends up on the Alex Jones show. I don't know if you saw some of these clips, um, uh, Mr. Hughesong, but he basically made Alex Jones seem like Walter Cronkite. Uh, the Alex Jones was trying to throw him life preservers, and Kanye was doing everything he can to knock him down, knock him to the ground, and just wanted to praise the people and those folks that he wanted to praise, and it went off the rails so fast. First of all, he shows up in a full head mask reminiscent. And I'm, I'm assuming this is somewhat factually, if it's not, wasn't a Balenciaga mask, it was to imitate a Balenciaga mask that his ex, uh, Kim Kardashian wore at some award ceremony that she was covered completely in black, including her face and had some long bat cape. So clearly this is an homage to that getup. Um, but then he goes off and just lit- literally starts talking about stuff that we're not allowed to talk about on YouTube. Um, I don't really want to kind of get into the anything of what he's talking about other than I think this dude's losing his mind. Uh, I think, I mean, listen, his divorce was finalized on Monday, the same day as the Timcast show. I'm assuming that hit home differently than most days. And maybe he just didn't want to be there, and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that that was just a weird time. And obviously, you know, he's, he feels like he's being conspired against, so he's circling the wagons, but seems like he's trying to take everybody out. And I, one thing I want to touch on, and then you, I'll get your full take on all of this, but is the idea that this was, the, and this is all on the heels of Kanye showing up at Mar-a-Lago 
for having dinner with Trump, right? And all the heat that Trump took. It seems as though that dinner and everything that's followed up until this point may have been a direct attack on a, the Trump campaign for his lack of support backing up the Milo Yiannopoulos of the world. It seems as though Milo may have been the uh, puppet master here and unfortunately he's taking advantage of somebody with an immense fortune or at least had an immense fortune but somebody who's having in the middle of a mental breakdown and somebody who's just basically constantly trying to be replatformed um that is milo and nick fuente so there's a whole lot there i know i just left it all there but i mean first of all i don't know how much of this you saw how much of it you want to actually comment on um but there's a lot there so i don't know have at it I mean, I mean, Kanye, Kanye just appeared, just to, be appeared to be on a break from reality. From reality. Uh, it's hard enough. It's hard enough to the guy, and this is something that, something that I guess we've witnessed before. And I don't want to take it away from the accomplishments he's had, not just as an artist, but in business. I mean, he's done tremendously well for himself. He's been very successful. There's a lot of stuff about this that just doesn't add up. Doesn't add up. Make sense of it yet? The idea that celebrity trainer, whoever it was, they released that text message where he said he was going to put him back in the Lala Land mix again, and then this time, and then this time out if he didn't stop. If he didn't stop, like that's. That's that's weird. That's weird. Yeah. Why, why, why is that an okay thing, thing to say? I don't care what, what this guy did. What this guy did. Like, you have as a celebrity trainer, trainer to make somebody go make somebody go toast for months on end and never see their, their kids. Their kids. Um, um, that seems wrong. That seems wrong. Maybe worth maybe worth somebody looking into. Um. That none of that excuse. None of that is coming out and saying like Hitler was a good dude. That's some crazy shit. Crazy shit. Yeah, but it seems purposely crazy, right? I mean, like. I'm not even dismissing the fact that he may actually believe all the things that he was saying. He probably does, but he knows the reaction that's going to happen. Like he's purposely trying to go for the reaction. It's not that, uh, like, I don't think he was trying to make a, a media tour where he was going to validate all the accomplishments of the Nazi regime, right? Like that wasn't his intended, like he wasn't trying to make some scholarly defense of the technological advances of them right he was clearly just trying to push as many buttons as he possibly could take down as many people it seemed as though take down as many people he could with him and you know it seemed as though tim pool at least was gonna be like hey you know we don't agree where alex jones was kind of like hey go say your go say whatever you want to say and that lasted hours i mean he was on alex jones for hours so um I mean, when I you mean, can make, when you Alex, can make Jones Alex Jones look like the look reasonable, like the reasonable the calm, calm, the voice of reason in the room, you, you have done an accomplishment. Like, that is no like, small no feat. We, should, we, we should appreciate that. Especially right that, now. We can. Like, right. I mean, Alex right. Jones is being erased off the map. And right now, he looks better than Kanye. <laughs> I mean, Kanye is being erased off the map, too, I guess. Um just, well, I don't know what's well, going to happen with Kanye. This just seems like if this is just a mental breakdown. This is the worst one I think we've ever witnessed probably. And he just keeps going more and more and more and more. It makes me think there's a piece of this I'm not seeing. Maybe I'm just overly analyzing it, which is entirely possible. That's what we do, man. But it makes me think there's more to this. Yeah, I don't think he's done. I mean, I, if I had to pick right now, I think this is going to end terribly. And... I don't even know what that means, but it's not going to be nice. Like, it's going to be, there's going to be a bigger headline coming out of him than not, I guess. And it's, I don't know. 
that's sad in some ways. Because you can see the guy looks, he, to me, he looks broken. Like, he just looks and he's like, I'm just going to go out swinging. Like, I, they're taking all my money. They took my kids. They took, you know, they took my wife. They took my, my sanity. They took my freedom. I'm, I'm just going down in a, in a, you know, kamikaze style mission. And so far succeeding. Give points, points for effectiveness. Yeah. Um, I mean, my God, I've never I've seen anything, anything quite, quite like this. Quite and, like this. And, and this is what I mean. I guess I should watch the entire interview in full context. Full context although although I, really, I don't really want, really want to because, because, because I get no joy out of watching somebody. You can see enough of the clips in there, but there's long enough clips you can see that he's just reaching for stuff on purpose. I think. Yeah, yeah. And I, and listen, I, there's some listen, people there's that, some that if they lost, lost it and just unraveled in front of my eyes, I would relish in it. And Kanye is just not on that list. I can't tell you. I was like ever huge Kanye West fan. I was like his music like everybody else did. But never something where I was like, I was like, I'm gonna follow him around on tour. But he never seemed to do anything that deserved this. That's the really sad thing. Sad thing. Yeah. No. Again, I'm sure this won't be the last. Segment we do on Yay, so hopefully the next one is something more cheerful, but I'm not expecting it. So, all right, let's finish up on what we've kind of, I say, uh, um, not not shocking and not surprising, but still shocking and surprising when you read through some of this stuff. So, Matt Taibbi, uh, uh, being referred to now in liberal media circles as Substack Man, as somehow that's a, a derogatory comment because he succeeded outside of the uh, corporate me- media. But Matt Taibbi, independent journalist, uh, somebody who I have followed for, I don't even know, like maybe 15 years, uh, for a long time anyway, uh, was handed over what he referred to as the Twitter files. Uh, so Elon Musk, while he's busy rebuilding Twitter's engineering department and getting the... Uh, back end of the platform that he has taken control of over the last month work in working order he has handed over or leaked documents over to a couple independent journalists matt Taibbi being the first uh, barry weiss being the other she has not released anything and i'm assuming she is doing her due diligence on some of the stuff that she has received but i'm going to go through some of the highlights here and then you can stop me where you want and uh, fill in where you want here but so this is in all these Twitter files are mostly in relation to the New York Post's or the Twitter suppression of the New York Post story about Hunter Biden's laptop, which, if you guys remember, Twitter basically you, they suspended the New York Post Twitter account, a newspaper of 200 years plus, for publishing what they uh, declared were hacked materials, and not only could you not. You know, the New York, you couldn't share the link in Twitter. You couldn't DM the link. If you share the link, it was banned. Like the, the, the story was effectively banned on Twitter. So much so that the, and this is part of the uh, revelation here, the press secretary at the time, uh, Kaylee McEnany, her account was suspended for just referencing the fact that Twitter took down the post story, right? They wasn't even, she wasn't even talking about the story. She referenced the fact that the Twitter took down the story and they suspended her account. So, some of the revelations in here were basically that they knew early on that they were uh, uh, abusing the hacked materials clause within their platform. Uh, Matt Taibbi makes it 
abundantly clear that both parties had access to some of these tools, but that the left primarily was uh, slanted or imbalanced hard to the left, that they used these, uh, uh, the ability for Twitter to silence and censor some information. Uh, they took it, they did a lot of it, let's just say. Uh, and again, the, the, the biggest story of them all, the Hunter Biden laptop story, has been shown basically that they knew that they were banning this story for something that they could not prove, and they did it anyway and didn't care, and they were not going to change um, there. So I don't know if you got to read through some of these Twitter files there from Ataibi, uh, if you had some uh, revelation there that was uh, something more uh, specific that you kind of wanted to bring up. I, these were censorship of both random Joe Twitter accounts and celebrity Twitter accounts. There was, they just ripped across all these uh, accounts and basically uh, became a, a narrative changing platform in favor of Democrats and left-leaning policies. Um, I don't know. What were your, did you have any initial takes? Uh, I'm assuming this is not the end of all this stuff, so we'll have more to talk about here in the uh, in the coming weeks here. But what were your initial takes on some of the Twitter files, uh, some of the revelations, and uh, then we'll talk about the backlash on Matt Taibbi himself. Well, obviously, knock me over with a feather. I couldn't believe to read that Twitter did all this intentionally. I was I was shocked, my very core. I, I mean, the fact that the Biden laptop turned out to be true, who could have possibly have seen that coming at that time? Um, it raises the same question it did for me back then that it does now is why? Uh, because this is nuts. Like, asking a private company to do this is insane. A private company agreeing to do this is insane. Yeah, and it's not it like they just... make any sense. They- and it wasn't they just did it once or like they, they had open communication. There was lines of communication open to politicians to make recommendations to censor accounts through recommendations. And you'll probably see this word handled thrown out a lot because that was basically, I think that was Vijaya Gade when they, they, there was a internal communication and that's what most of these Twitter files are, are internal communications. One of them was just like, hey, look at these accounts and reply was just handled. Like, hey, we got, we took care of them. See ya, thanks. And so this open line of communication, this channel where people who were controlling the narrative could just push their, their thumb on, on, on that narrative and make sure that that was only the one being, being out there is, I mean, this is why there's a lawsuit of Missouri v. Biden in the government's, uh, uh, basically a, a, a violation of the First Amendment for a bunch of people, those doctors and, and, and with, with the lawsuits there, uh, which entail. But the idea that Twitter was, was literally just a arm of the government. It was the Disinformation Bureau before the Disinformation Bureau. Yes, that is the correct way to put it. it there is not enough of a delineation between Twitter and the federal government. I think that has been firmly established to the point of you couldn't even argue it. So the idea that this was allowed, like, we we all want to compare everything to Nazi Germany. This is propaganda, like straight out of, Joseph Goebbels couldn't have dreamed of this kind of reach or legitimacy. 
Like, this is nuts. This is supposed to be an impartial, independent business that can do what it wants and set its own rules. But then we find out the federal government's putting a thumb on the scale. Um, everybody should be more outraged by this than they are. It doesn't matter how mad you are about this. It's not enough. It should be more outrage. Yeah, and there was, you know, I guess That's- to give some credit, like Ro Khanna, Congressman, uh, basically said, hey, uh, this looks like a Bill of Rights problem here. I'm not really about your Twitter policy because Vijay Gade tried to explain away why, again, they were suppressing the Hunter Biden story. And even he, you could, he, you know, deep down, he must realize, hey, this is not right. And so the fact that nothing was done for such a long period of time, I feel like is now the story, right? Again, we're back to the cover-up is the story. And so the fact that they knew all this almost immediately that what they were doing was wrong and that the information was probably accurate. Like that, that's a whole separate side of this. And it turns out that they, you know, it was all true and accurate and, and, and whatnot. And the, the whole suppression was, was unjustified from the beginning. But the fact that they knew all that and just did it anyway shows that, uh, listen, I mean, I guess that right. After seeing all this, and again, I had assumed all this was true already, right? There was nothing that was surprising per se. There were some specifics that were intriguing to read, but the general gist that Twitter was controlling information is not shocking at all, other than it shouldn't happen. But it makes the whole Elon takeover of Twitter, like it amplifies the importance of how much it because it's it literally stopped the narrative in its tracks when it happened right so now and this is we'll go to the next part is how tb's getting dragged by the the corporate press because he's doing the bidding of the world's richest man doing pr he's the pr guy for the world's richest man or whatever they want to freaking say but he was given the story because he's basically not been a partisan hack for 15 years right he was once adored by the left because he was very critical of the Bush administration and the war in Iraq and a bunch of stuff that that's how I found him. And then because he was consistent and maintained uh, skepticism on establishment leaders and governments around the world, specifically our own, he fell out of favor with the liberal when they became in power, when he questioned things um, of, through the Obama administration and now through the Biden administration. And now he's being, again, uh, being labeled substack man and again the pr department for the world's richest man and the idea that matt taibbi i mean listen to his credit i'm i'm he's been dealing with it long enough before this that he knew this was probably the way it was going to go um because it, it looks as though he's you know defending the right and liberal media cannot have that so the the smearing of matt taibbi just kind of outs the scumbags of the corporate or corporate press, and it just allows me to mute them on Twitter much easier. So um, I don't know. I don't know how if you've f- actually followed Matt Tebe's writings over the years or uh, have any takes on him as a journalist or whatever, but um, the idea, it, it's, again, not shocking uh, to see the reaction from the lefty media, but, I mean, come on, man. These people are, are scum, scum of the earth. I mean, I'm, I've been reliably informed that Matt Taibbi is both a Russian asset. Of course. A never-Trumper, a Trumpist, a uh, Putin stooge, and also just a partisan hack. I mean, I've, I've reliably, reliably informed alt-right. that he is all of these things. He's alt-right. 
Alt-Right. I forgot Alt-Right. How could I have forgotten that? Damn it, I'm getting soft. All right. Matt Taibbi, as it turns out, is just a reporter and a pretty good reporter who is consistent in his takes and he's consistent in his values. And he was very opposed to the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. And he maintained that same stance even when Barack Obama was the one drone bombing the world. Just because it was a Democrat in charge, he didn't suddenly lose his values. He kept going, no, you're covering stuff up. You're lying. Stop. And for that the powers that be, the corporate press, and all those beautiful members who are so advocates of peace and posterity for all, turn it back on them in about a half a second. And then when they came out and they said Trump is clearly a Russian asset, and here's all the proof, Matt Taibbi was one of the few voices on the left going, there is absolutely nothing here. This is insanity that you're even put publishing this because this is crazy. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. The Russiagate thing was kind of the, the flipping point for most of the left because they had all bought in on the Russia hoax. And TB was like, right. uh, wait a minute. And nobody was waiting a minute. No, nobody wanted to anything, have anything to do with it. It was just uh, he's been a very good reporter. And I, I've listened to him a bunch talk about his approach and everything else. And he's got a fascinating approach to it of he says the problem today is when like, his father was a reporter he said when my father was a reporter it wasn't a white collar job it was a blue collar job you had a bunch of guys that didn't have a ton of money that were out there they weren't ivy league they weren't anything else they were just it was more of a trade it was than anything else now it's not that way anymore now it's people with an ideology that they're trying to push one way or the other and they're not like digging in and trying to find the story they're taking what's handed to them regurgitating the talking points of the government and then collecting giant checks and giving each other trophies yeah that's not journalism that's propaganda like that's like i said joseph gobbles couldn't Im- imagine anything this effective that we have currently today yeah, it was great. So to, it's great that we have Matt Taibbi. Yeah, and I, I said to, you know, I think piggybacking exactly what you just said there. So Ben Collins, I think he's an MSNBC reporter. He came out and he was one of the guys who was basically saying that, uh, you know, Taibbi was doing PR for the world's richest man. I'm like, you do PR for the government. Like, get the F out of here, dude. I'm like, get the hell out of here. Such a scumbag. So thank uh, you. These people just outed themselves. Like, anybody who's anti-information being released or is somewhat envious the fact that elon gave them the the leaks or or whatever like i don't know what the deal is but go matt taibbi like i said i'm if i could you know i I may just be a paid subscriber to matt taibbi just because now he's behind glenn greenwald he's my you know they're one in one a as far as reporters for me um but let's let's I've heard Elon and Elon did a, like a multi-hour spaces that I listened to where he was basically fielding questions from a bunch of journalists and whatnot. And like, even Spike Cohen was on in the panel. He eventually his phone crapped out. So he didn't get to ask a question, but there was a bunch of people asking really, I thought, uh, uh, provocative questions or, or, uh, um, questions that were kind of making us think about what, where Elon was going next. And Elon was just taking him in stride. I don't know if you heard this, but he basically said, if I kill myself, uh, I, I wasn't, <laughs> it's not real. Uh, so he's basically uh, put, put all that to rest, basically saying, hey, I know, you know, people were literally questioning his safety in this call. And he was like, listen, I, you know, I've had security before. He's like, I'm pretty, if they, somebody wanted to take me out, he's like, this is Elon saying, he's like, they could take me out. I'm, you know, I'm not hard to find, um, but I, I'm not worried. I don't know, whatever. So 
but in the in that spaces, among other things, and I would encourage people if you can go back and listen to those things or or or, or read a report of that stuff. There was a lot of really good information there. But basically, I, where I want to do talk about was what's next here for these Twitter files, right? So the Twitter files, this version was just the Hunter Biden laptop, and surrounding the uh, New York Post, the suspension, the the suspension of their account, and the suppression of that story. But Elon talked about January sixth. Elon talked about COVID. He talked about some really hot topics post-election, you know, what happened right after the election of 2020. These are all things that are, I'm assuming, have already been given leaks, that is, of eternal documents to Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss. He mentioned those two by name. Um, I can't, I'd, I'd have to go check and find out if where Barry Weiss is uh, publishing her work, but you can find her pretty easily. Uh, she used to work for the New York Times. She kind of wrote a why I'm leaving the New York Times op-ed kind of thing at one point. Uh, so I'm assuming we're going to get more information from these Twitter files. I don't expect there to ever, you know, I say this all the time, nothing ever happens. Nothing's ever going to happen from this. But um, other than hopefully enough people realize what had happened and they, the rest of the media is discredited. Like that's really the only thing I can hope for. Like I don't expect any kind of punitive damages from Vijaya Gade to anybody within Twitter, to be honest with you. Like I don't expect any person ever to be held accountable at all, zero, nothing. And so the only thing that can really happen, if I call it happening, is that the minds of the masses can be, can be awakened to the idea that they should not be getting their news from the corporate press and people like Matt Taibbi, people like Barry Wise, people like Glenn Greenwald. Those are the people where you should be surrounding yourself with independent journalists, maybe, or at least a diverse set of opinions and some opinions that are purposely out of the mainstream are there for a reason. And I think that hopefully more people realize that there's alternative um, to information than the basically the decades old mainstream media. I think if we get more people looking at that, that's a win from this entire situation. And I think that it's uh, incumbent on people like you, like me, on people that listen to this show to share this as widely and as far as you can to make this part of public knowledge. I think most people that listen to this show are aware we operate in a different stratosphere than most other people. Like, we have conversations where people say things and you stare at them like, how can you still think that's true? That's been disproven so long ago, but it's never entered their atmosphere. They are wholly unaware of all these things that exist. They're wholly unaware of Ashley Biden's diary. They're wholly unaware of Hunter Biden's laptop. They're wholly unaware of all of these things that are just common knowledge that are accepted, that are true, that we know. But this is something that you can put out there because this isn't something that's so awful that they can't possibly come to terms with it. Like some of the other things I just mentioned are, this is something where you can use it as a, Hey, look at this. This is what we've been saying for three years is that this is wrong. This is the government putting a thumb on the scale of public discussion to dictate it towards its own ends. This was intentional. This was suppression of ideas. This is awful. And you need to accept that the government engages in this activity. Because if you can't accept that our government is not benevolent, that our government is not even an indifferent operator, but is in fact a malevolent operator proceeding towards its own ends, then there's not even a conversation to be had. The conversation has to start there. You have to stop trusting that these people are good. 
They're not. I don't know how much more evidence you need, but this is probably a good entry point to share with people and say, hey, this is what they do. The people that you are defending through heaven and hell, this is who they are. These are this is who Joe Biden is. This is who the people that run the government are. Stop trusting them. Stop believing them. And you need and stop listening to the media, whatever you do, because the media has once again demonstrated that if you just give them a trophy and a raise, they will fall in lockstep with whatever bullshit propaganda the government wants produced. As yeah. long as they get their news time any, God bless them. They're just going to go for it. Yeah, and let me punctuate all that, and we can get everybody out of here and get you uh, back to enjoying the sunny weather here. So let me punctuate all that with a tweet by Matt Taibbi after, all, after he did all this stuff. So I haven't read this article from Mediate uh, that is titled The 27 Most Embarrassing Reactions to Taibbi Threat About Twitter Censoring Hunter Biden. I don't know if that's in favor of Taibbi or anti-Taibbi. I, I don't really know, but I think Taibbi's... Uh, tweet here is uh, 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 perfect to end on here. So looking forward, this is uh, TEB speaking in a tweet here, December, dated December 3rd. Looking forward to going through all the tweets complaining about, quote unquote, PR for the richest man on earth and seeing how many of them have run stories for anonymous sources at the FBI, CIA, the Pentagon, the White House, etc. Like that's exactly right, right? So all these people complaining about Matt Taibbi doing the bidding of the richest man on the world are all doing the bidding of the most powerful institutions in the world, and they don't even see anything wrong with it. Or they don't care. That's probably a better assessment of their actions. As long as they get their trophy, their paycheck, and all of the esteem and acceptance into their little elitist club, they don't care about anybody else things. Yeah. So this is where, unless it's common knowledge, unless it's widely accepted, then they are not forced to change any view. And that's going to be the beginning of the end is once we can get these people to realize we don't take you seriously anymore because you still live this way. So you can get laughed out of every conversation and immediately dismissed to the point where you're an embarrassment to be had on your little panels and your little expert conglomeratory things. Just literally go away because nobody has time for you until you acknowledge that you are nothing more than a mouthpiece for the government and show some level that you're willing to change. Otherwise, please go sit down at the kids' table. The adults are going to talk over here. You can go and keep all your money and keep all your trophies and you can do your little podcasts and whatever else. Just serious people aren't going to listen to you anymore. That, that's what I want to get to. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. So, all right, Mr. Hughesong, let's get everybody out of here. We, uh, Get did about an hour here. So, again, I'm going to upload this uh, now. It'll be up in, uh, I don't know, an hour or so. But uh, hopefully, uh, if you're still with us, uh, again, you'll share the video, subscribe to the channel, and uh, like the video. And, uh, Mr. Hughesong, anything you'd like to leave the folks with until uh, next Monday? No. Just uh, Florida's really nice this time of year, in case you're looking for somewhere to go. Make the USA Florida again. Is that right? There you go. All right. Sure. All right. On that note. Let's get you out of here. We'll, uh, we'll see you, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you all next Monday.